Hello and welcome to The Big Fight, a show that is young at 23, the oldest running debate show on Indian news television. I'm Sanket Upadhyay. Two years left for the general elections and the opposition is strategizing. Nitish Kumar has put up posters in Patna, Amadmi Party expanding its footprint in Himachal Pradesh and Gujarat. KCR has started the effort of getting all opposition leaders together. We saw the chaliye baithiye moment between Nitish and him recently. But you see, there is a problem each time this exercise is done or has been done over the past eight years. Consensus building in the opposition space is incredibly hard. And there are many unresolved issues. For instance, is the Congress the main opposition party or not? Who should spearhead this initiative? Congress or some other regional outfit? Sharad Pawar would initiate sometimes. And we would say Mamta Banerjee also initiating sometimes. Now it's KCR, then it'll be Nitish Kumar. So there is a, to each its own sort of an arrangement in the opposition. And are this, are these outfits or these organizations, political organizations, fighting fit to take on Narendra Modi in 2024? Two years left. It is a very divided strategy which has not really helped the opposition conquer. So on the big fight tonight, does the to each its own approach work or will it work in 2024? That's the question that we are asking. Let's quickly uh, introduce our guest this evening. Dr. Manisha Priyam is a political analyst and a researcher. Dr. Vijay Jolly, leader of the BJP. Ashutosh is a senior journalist and political analyst. Rahul Ashridhar Reddy, senior leader of the Telangana Rashtra Samiti. And Rohan Gupta, chairman of the social media department and spokesperson of the Congress party. Thank you very much, all of you all, for joining us. We'll begin with you first, uh, uh, Mr. Rohan Gupta. The question is, can an opposition minus Congress or Congress in a muted capacity be imagined? The problem is that if not, then will Congress deliver on what it promises to? See, Sanket, uh, you have to see which party raises the issue against uh, the, the BJP government. You see, for last eight years, Congress is the only party, whether it is electoral gain or not. We have raised the issues from Corona to economy, from any issue you take and we have fought very, very sincerely on ground. And uh, apart from that, Congress is the only party which has across India footprint. Yes, winning election, losing election is one side of the coin. Here, the important question is, we have seen Mamta Banerjee's statement just two, three days back about RSS. So the regional parties work as per their individual compulsion pertaining to that state. You have to see national perspective, which is the party which has capability to fight BJP, which has been fighting BJP, irrespective of whether you are getting electoral gain or not. That is only Congress party. And we have been doing that and we will be doing that. Important issue, Sanket, here is the new the Bharat Jodo Yatra, which is Congress party's new initiative. Why that is crucial? Because... If you see overall scenario, the hatred is the only issue. Somehow BJP is trying, BJP manages that issue and wins the election. Apart from as far as delivery is concerned, they have miserably failed on all counts. Whether it is economy, whether it is women's security, whether it is youth, whether it is uh, employment, all the issues they have miserably failed. You just saw the Prime Minister of India on 15th of August 2022. He had already made five promises to the country. None of them were delivered on that day. So this is the reality. People know that. 
But only one issue which we need to counter very strongly is about the communal hatred. If we counter that properly, I am sure when people start thinking about the... the, the uh, you know, change uh, begins at home. Uh, yeah. And for the Congress party not being able to retain its talent, for the Congress party not being able to choose its president and there being considerable delay, uh, do you think that there will definitely be resentment when you present yourself Sir. as the as the you know the main opposition the non which is the which is other party national party which has hold election or which has you know which we which could dare to even talk about holding elections it is only congress party when you are talking about you know retaining talent the people who have left congress have got something from other parties those those are the only people who have gone there are lakhs and lakhs of the crores of workers who are fighting day in day out so few people leaving party sure. you cannot tell that talent is going okay. these are the mr. people mr reddy mr reddy party and Okay, Mr. Yeah. Reddy of the TRS, I want to come to you now. You see, uh, the Telangana Rashtra Samiti's Mr. KCR went to Patna and uh, a view is that he made Mr. Nitish Kumar so uncomfortable by just staying on on that chair. When Nitish Kumar kept saying, chaliye, 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 and your leader kept saying, baitiye, baitiye, baitiye. And that exposed within two, two and a half, three minutes, what is wrong with the opposition. No, see, this is the only, this is the problem actually. You were quoting only that one, two minutes issue wherein Nitin, Nitish Kumar was explaining about the media questions and was asking uh, KCRG to come up. But why don't you look at the meeting which was, which went on for one hour before? The entire, you know, uh, media conference and the questions by the media and detailed answers by KCRG. And Mr. Reddy, you also know, see, your leader is a smart man. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. When he saw that Nitish Kumar is uncomfortable, he in fact even acknowledged. He said, and then he kept sitting. The point is, see, there is one way to spin this around, where I see since yesterday it is being said that at least he is holding press conferences. Now, that is one way to look at it. At least he's facing questions. But the other no. way is that all difficult questions remain largely unaddressed. See, not every question will have an immediate answer. At the same time, not every question that is to be answered when it is not required to be answered. Okay. Definitely, there, is, there will be a right answer in a right perspective at a right time. That is, that is what all about. And I also want you to go through the speech that Nitish Kumarji spoke yesterday about KCRG, about his capacities as a leader, about his fight in uh, formation of separate Telangana. You and see, Mr. Reddy, see, those day. are nice things that people say for one another. Yeah. Beyond these niceties... Those are facts. Sanket, those are facts. No, beyond the niceties, you see, the point is, how do those you get a united... Or... or, or is basically looking for a for a united opposition is not the correct strategy. Let each person fight on his or her own strength, and then later decide what needs to be done. See when 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 ultimate then there should be no conversation on uniting opposition. When, when, when ultimate, Sanket, when ultimate objective is to fight BJP, when ultimate objective is to 
form an alternative okay. at the national level definitely sure. leaders will meet discuss and try to strengthen the so relationship before i go to dr vijay jolly dr priyam what is what is your assessment a belief in the in the people of in people of the nation so yeah one moment. Do, do, dr priyam first dr priyam do you feel that the opposition should uh, necessarily uh, try to come together or should it fight on its strengths what it thinks is its strength overcome its weakness and then later decide what can be done and ha- is that formula really working so sanket as you can see in the framing of your question itself now when you refer to the opposition you are referring to bjp minus the others or bjp versus the others correct we are referring to a new pole star and that pole star is the bjp which is the dominant party in india's national politics that's something that cannot be denied and we are referring to political parties which have done business with the bjp in the past which may have left the bjp a lot of them have done business with the congress in the past have left the congress thereafter most of them have only one thing in common and that is they operate as regional political formations or leaders number 1 number 2 most of them today have what is called chehre ki rajniti in the state level arena now it's in the second proposition that the opposition has hope because since liberalization since chandra babu naidu came to power in andhra pradesh through a coup remember the first one was not through an election and aligned with the global liberal financials the world bank he turned this into an arena for ceos in the arena of democracy and then the chehre ki rajniti went on to yield chief ministers that were even within the bjp for remember raman singh there okay, was a losing that audio and video connection yeah also... now you're back dr yeah, priyam sorry so... we lost your audio and video hmm. yeah so the point is that it's the chehre ki rajniti where the opposition has some heft now the fact is that narendra modi got his way to power edging out other chief ministerial contenders also an lk advani who had been a deputy prime minister but he did this within the fold of one political party and has got this to a level of dominance hmm. when it comes to a national election it's been very clear that the voter in india today distinguishes between a national and a state level election therefore how much will state level politi- they may still win a state level election against the bjp as they continue to do and they do very well but in may not be successful at a national level okay and the more they talk about their uniting against a narendra modi it will be narendra modi versus many chief ministers okay okay that's uh, going to be the singular message yeah uh, ashutosh your view uh sanket i think uh, opposition has no other option than to come together if the opposition don't come together then i don't see any future for the uh, for the opposition in 2024 uh why i'm saying so because uh, but if they come together there will be a serious challenge to mr modi even if he's a best prime minister according to the bjp uh if you look at if you if you look back if you, if you if you go back in history you take the example of the congress party the congress party always had more than 40% vote share you take 52 you take 57 you take 1962 elections but in 
when the opposition unity index was very high there was a drop of 4% in 77 again the opposition unity index was very high again there was a drop of 8% in 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 congress vote share in 1989 when the opposition unity index was very high again there was a drop of 6% so i am this was this was the time hmm. when there were hardly any regional chhatrap except nt ramarao as, 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 as some, some someone like us today there are very well entrenched regional players who do not who do not have anything to do with the bjp like in tamil nadu in kerala in uh, in uh, andhra pradesh in uh, in telangana if you go to west bengal so in all these places there are regional chhatraps are very powerful in their own domain which was not uh, which was non existence when the congress system was there so if all the opposition parties they come together bjp has got only 37% vote share in 2019 hmm. 31% in 2014 so if opposition comes together if you, if you compare compare then they'll be able data, to reduce the bjp's vote share climb they can reduce the bjp's vote share at least 3 to 4% if that happens then the bjp is in the firing line in 2014 which is which But is what the bihar 2015 experiment was which is what uh, the bihar experiment was but it failed and, and you know traditionally if you see whenever there has been a contest against a very strong dominant political force it has worked uh, for a very short period of time 77 89 then in 96 and then eventually there was of course uh, you know coalition very successfully taken forward by atal bihari vajpayee and then uh, 2004 to 2010 but we have seen failures also when opposition that, that, ranks come together but they are not there is no uh, social glue that keeps them together sanket i think that was an era when coalition politics was not in vogue in indian political system 90 1990 onwards india has been led successfully by the coalition government narsimha rao did the economic reform it was a it was a minority government in that sense it is a coalition government but that economic reform didn't stop there's a serious question mark today when in 2014 the bjp got uh, the majority numbers on its own 2282 seats 303 seats so coalition is not a weakness today opposition can vouch for a successful coalition government because they have learned lessons from the history if sure. they haven't learned lessons from the history then nobody can save them i am only uh, putting before you a theoretical position in that theoretical position bjp with 37% vote share with 303 seats is vulnerable if opposition comes together and okay. bihar maharashtra and uh, bihar are, maharashtra are, are examples okay now dr vijay jolly who uh, seems to disagree with all of this but is also enjoying the fact that uh, there is a suggestion that everyone unite against the bjp yes dr jolly your views it's very interesting a fragmented opposition which got uh, roundly defeated not only in the 2014 lok sabha election in which then they BJP were not opposition then you as were the largest party with 282 seats and again in 2019 the bharatiya janata party again emerged as the single 
largest party winning 303 seats and here i wish to correct uh, the data of uh, my dear esteemed journalist and ex aam aadmi party member ashutosh that bjp won 303 seats securing 55.8% of the votes the congress incidentally which you all refer to as the national party has been pegged at uh, 53 seats only garnering 9.7% of the votes and the other one state party like janta dal u which was uh, till the other day an ally of the bjp could only muster 16 lok sabha seats with 2.9% vote share now when you talk about uh, the um, uh, trs it won 9 seats with the 1.6% votes and the aam aadmi party which contested 40 lok sabha seats spanning around 9 states of the country could only win a single solitary seat in punjab this is the state of the opposition and this is the reason why the people of india have given their mandate roundly in favor of the bjp with a decisive leadership it is not the bjp which uh, some of the panelists said bjp considers modi to be the best bet it is the people of india who have voted in favor of bjp in the lok sabha polls as well as in the state assembly polls and if i refer to the up election which uh, sends 80 lok sabha seats bjp tally in 2014 was 71 seats and where the congress was only two seats and in 2019 lok sabha polls the bjp managed to have 61 seats whereas the other opposition parties were still in disarray hmm. and this the whole nation has seen in the recently concluded presidential and the vice presidential elections in the country it is an alliance of those political parties which are only strong in their own states and they all aspire kejriwal says i will be the prime minister face congress party says rahul gandhi is the prime minister face national conference says farooq abdullah is the national face uh, ncp says uh, sharad pawar ji is the national face it is and uh, janta dal u says uh, with 41 43 seats uh, in the last uh, 2020 bihar assembly polls out of 243 seats it also okay. claims to be the prime minister so you are saying that there are many I, many claimants for the top slot okay, okay. On, on the i got the point and that's where okay. the division comes in rohan gupta how would you respond okay. to this i'll come to you See, yeah so bjp uh, uh, spokesperson gave numbers and all at the end of the day sanket uh, 2024 year is one and a half years left and you will see many things changing but one thing is constant that last 8 years only congress party has fought uh, bjp very seriously and on ideological basis all in any other party which has a state base whether it is tmc or any other party when they claim that okay we want to be pm and all obviously they need to have uh, their ground in other states it's not about one particular state congress party is not talking about pm post and all what congress party simply says is without congress party any kind of you know third front or fourth front has they have never worked 
you have to have congress in that alliance number one there has to be some common minimum program number two and there has to be a serious and constant fight against the policy of bjp which is done by only congress party whether it is three farm laws we have seen aam aadmi party passing at least two farm laws and withdrawing from there whether there are many other issues where only congress party has fought against bjp so i think 2024 after bharat jodo yatra i am confident sanket things will change and we will be able to communicate to people that this is one party sure. which is going to unite the fabric of india across the country and okay. again let me tell you one thing if that hatred part of it if the that polarization part of it if we can handle that properly sure. i am sure on all other counts bjp has nothing to say to the people of india Okay now let's see what impact your Bharat Jodo yatra is going to have because Kejriwal has his own yatra you see there are parallel efforts that are going and that is why i asked this question is is a parallel effort making correct or a united collective effort uh, is the better way to go forward for the opposition but thank you very much to all our panelists for joining us in this first half of the program we're stopping for a short break at this moment when we come back we get you an exclusive interview with the tmc's derek o'brien and then we also speak to raghav chadda raghav chadda of course is the aam aadmi party mp on what their view is what their respective party thinks about a united opposition what is on their mind back after the short break. All right, joining us right now is Mr. Derek O'Brien of the TMC. Uh, Mr. Derek, thank you very much for your time. Now, only very recently, the uh, questioning, ED questioning of TMC's Abhishek Banerjee is over, and uh, let me ask the first question straight, with a political allegation that comes your way, that the TMC has apparently gone soft on the RSS, the Rashtra Swayam Sevak Sangh, attributing certain comments of Mamta Banerjee. saying that she is buckling under pressure of the center and central agencies because she wants to protect abhishek banerjee how do you respond mr derek i'll give you a one word answer and then we have to move on because even answering that question uh, gives it credence which i don't want to give the one word answer is t r a s h okay okay uh you know coming back to the issue that we are discussing you see uh this this question is linked to uh, the topic of discussion what what exactly is the opposition strategy uh in in the in the build up to 2024 and the reason why i ask you this question uh, mr derek o'brien is because mamta banerjee initiated this process of getting everyone on board in 2021 she wrote a letter and that did not go really far and now you have a trs doing the same thing you've got the congress which feels that uh, there can be no united opposition if it does not have us so then a larger question is in the build up to 2024 what is the opposition strategy and can we ever have a united opposition this whole story mr upadhyay of a united opposition versus one current prime minister is a question and a story and a narrative which only suits the bjp hmm. what do what is the opposition strategy let me try and answer it here we go you take a strong chief minister and a competent chief minister and you pit that chief minister in 2024 
against an incompetent prime minister. So you list out and you communicate to people on human development index, how that state has done on IT, on infrastructure, on industry, and you pitch that chief minister, the competent chief minister, against an incompetent prime minister. So I gave you the one example of what a chief minister has done. Every state will have many, many examples. I'll take 20 minutes on your program. We don't have time, so I can't tell you about Bengal. But competent chief minister. And who do you pitch this chief minister against? The incompetent prime minister, who makes big, big promises that he'll deliver everything by 2022, that he'll remove uh, housing for all by 2022, bullet train by 2022, uh, agricultural income will double by 2022, nothing is happening, four months to go. And he also makes the promise that after demonetization, terrorism will be removed, counterfeit currency will be removed. So that's the, that's the first play. So it really doesn't matter which chief minister is in which state, but they're taking on Mr. Modi. And as I said, competent chief ministers. Mm. And of course, the second part to this, which has less of a, if I may use the term, uh, lowest common denominator or mass appeal, but was equally important is how the BJP and Mr. Modi and Mr. Shah in particular are destroying key institutions of this country. Mm -hmm. So that's the play. After this happens, and once over the next one and, a half year, one and a half years, we start communicating this. This is the play. Not to fall into the trap of here is the BJP Prime Minister. Mm -hmm. Who is the one person who will fight that, that Prime Minister? Since you mentioned the Congress in your question. Yeah. It's very clear there also. The Congress and the Congress alone will have to take on the BJP in certain states. Starting with Karnataka. And our belief is that the BJP will be in trouble in Karnataka. Mm. It's not as easy for the Congress in Madhya Pradesh or Rajasthan. Tough, tough battles ahead, but that's the Congress who are playing their role in opposition, as we say. So it's team opposition in different states versus you know, BJP. I, I think, uh, you, you know, you spelled out a strategy, a larger strategy. But Mr. Derek O'Brien, we've seen this happen in the past. We've spoken to Sushmita Dev also of the TMC. We've spoken to other members of the TMC. And they seem to suggest, and this was that point also, that break point also between the Congress and the TMC a couple of months ago, where the general sense was that the Congress tries to garner much more than what should be its proportional share and then fails to deliver. So what you are suggesting as a strategy, can this be acceptable to say a bigger player, a pan-India party like the Congress? Because that was the break point earlier. You know, you, you used a very you used a very interesting phrase. What was uh, that? Failed to deliver. If you if you ever use the phrase failed to deliver, hmm. the person who personifies failed to deliver hmm. is Prime Minister Modi. I can give you ten examples of what he's failed to deliver. Hmm. We are different political parties. TRS have a role to play in Telangana. Trinamool. Trinamool in Bengal now have 22 seats to BJP's 18, actually 23 to BJP's 18. If I take you through the four or five states, in Maharashtra, the, in, in Bengal, for example, the BJP will be down to below five. 
So what does that make it? And I'm going to give you four, five states. Mm-hmm. They are minus 13, minus 14 seats uh, in Bengal. They will be a double digit minus in Bihar. They will be double digit minus in Maharashtra. They will be double digit minus in, in Bihar, Maharashtra, Bengal. Certainly they'll be uh, in Karnataka. So the only gains, if you look at the 2019 results, and I'm willing to concede, they would gain few seats maybe the AIDMK. I don't know, but they're DMK. DMK will also, in, uh, DMK will also uh, do very well in Tamil Nadu. So where is this issue, or whether it's a president's election or a vice president election, those are different issues. Because I do believe, and there's no confusion whether you quote a colleague of mine who is supposed to have said something or not supposed to have said something, it's very, very clear when I mean team opposition, mm. every op- so, so does AAP have to do in Punjab. Mm. AAP decimated them in the assembly elections and AAP will have to repeat their performance. Delhi is very interesting and since I mentioned AAP, yeah. Delhi is 07. There also AAP have been making a lot of noise. They have to deliver seats for team opposition in in, in uh, Delhi. It's interesting, Bihar Mr. Derek O'Brien, major, that you mentioned setback. team opposition. You mentioned team opposition. Am I to assume and do you I feel didn't. that the utmost importance needs to be given uh, to this phrase, team opposition? That you're all together and doing your own thing. Regional satraps doing their own thing. A national pa- party uh, delivering it's not, what they're supposed to. It's not doing their own thing. Hmm. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not doing their own thing. Hmm. Team opposition doesn't mean uh, that, 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 that they're doing, that they're doing their own thing. Let me give you an example. Hmm. When in Maharashtra, the Shiv Sena, the NCP and the Congress are talking about a Gadbandan to form an alliance. What is wrong with that? That's the political reality in Maharashtra. Good. We don't need a Gadbandan. We are going to fight all 42 seats in Bengal. Not, we are, not because we are not playing the team game, because we've taken on the Congress and the CPM and the BJP together as one, and we've cleaned them out last year in the elections. So when I say team opposition, the, the definition of team opposition in Maharashtra or in Jharkhand is another good example where there is a team. The CPM, the CPI, the Jharkhand Mukti Morcha, the Congress, they're all together in Jharkhand. So that's the team opposition there. So I think once we get, I think where the BJP wants to go, Mr. Upadha, is they want to give the impression that the 2024 election is a done deal. It's not a done deal because there are serious issues on the economy. There are serious issues on an incompetent prime minister who has not delivered. For example, let me give you in Bengal. Mm. In Bengal, I will tell the story we have in Bengal is that from 10 medical colleges, we went up to 26 medical colleges. Mm. From nursing training schools, we went from 45 to 169. From nursing colleges of nursing, we went from 17 to 99. We have Flipkart's Asia's largest hub here. We have a Silicon Valley coming up in Bengal for jobs. That's the story in Bengal delivered against incompetent Prime Minister and Mr. Amit Shah who haven't delivered. Hmm. That's the key element for sure, 2024. Sure, sure, fair enough. But my final I'm question, Mr. Derek O'Brien, you see, you, you, you mentioned a very interesting thing, a definition to what team opposition okay. means. But you see, Mr. Derek O'Brien, hmm. that is going to be hmm. seen as your definition of team opposition. Do other opposition team no. members also, also have the same definition? Of what the team means, like take for instance the the Patna press conference of where, KCR and yeah, and and, uh, and Nitish Kumar, where a very important question was asked: What will be the role of the Congress? Who will be the prime ministerial face? 
and then we saw Mr. Nitish Kumar got a little unsettled. Got it. I saw, I saw that, I saw that video. Who will be the prime ministerial face? If you ask this question to any opposition uh, uh, party, I'm saying the top 10 opposition party, you mm. ask the question, none of them, but none of them will give you the answer because it's not needed to be given. It's an inconsequential question at the moment. I've already given you the answer at the top of the program. I won't repeat myself. Mm. But I think the attitude of every opposition party must be, and let me choose uh, an analogy carefully, on what you cannot be the peacock. And we all know about peacocks in, uh, and prime ministers make beautiful pictures and photographs in a garden. Mm. You need a team of opposition leaders, and I'm sure we have those opposition leaders in team opposition who will want to play the role which was suggested to them by India's only woman and a three-time chief minister and a seven-time MP. What did she say, Mamta Banerjee? She said we need, she is the squirrel in the garden. If we start with that attitude that we all have a small role to play because the fight is for a bigger fight. The fight is to save the constitution of India and the fight is to remove Mr. Modi democratically by saying that he is incompetent. He makes promises. Now 2022 promises he will deliver. When? 2047. Who will buy this story? Hmm. All right. Mr. Derek O'Brien, thank you very much for your time, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, which way is the opposition headed and ahead of 2024? Can one imagine or think of a united opposition or is that really a myth? Joining us right now is Raghav Chadda from the Aam Admi Party. Now, Aam Admi Party, Raghav, is a new kid on the block, is in expansion mode uh, from Delhi to Punjab, uh, you know, the victory that you steered uh, to Himachal where you're trying to... Uh, make some footprints to Gujarat and does, this is a question that I would like to ask you, does the Aam Aadmi Party have an, uh, plan, a plan independent of other members in the opposition or do you also, when you are ideating, thinking, think of uh, a larger strategy or an alliance with other, other parties? Look, first of all, alliances and coming together of different political outfits is merely uh, the mathematical way of looking at things. What I certainly believe is that to defeat the Bharti Janata Party, which has now become uh, an extremely significant, formidable uh, election machine, a well-loyal election machine, what we require is a new vocabulary of politics, a new idea of politics, a leader with a credible face to take on the might of the BJP and on Prime Minister Modi. I think that is what is lacking and that is what is required, which I personally feel is a big void as far as the opposition at the national level is concerned. And that void, to some extent, uh, Aam Aadmi Party has the ability to fill. But you know, Raghav, here is the thing. In Telangana, a K. Chandrasekhar Rao and his party would feel that his is a party which has it in it, uh, you know, what it takes to fill in that void. In West Bengal, Mamta Banerjee will think to herself and her party that she is the one who can 
uh, you know, steer the, the opposition ship. Uh, and M.K. Stalin would think the same about uh, his party. The point that I'm trying to make is that it's a to each its own model. And then where the, does the Congress lie in this dynamic? And this is where the problem is. And I would like to draw your attention to these pictures that came in from Patna, which we will run, yeah. where there was yeah. visible I discomfort between Nitish Kumar and uh, Mr. K. Chandrasekhar Rao on questions of opposition unity. Yes. So, uh, two things, uh, Sanket. As far as the Congress is concerned, Congress is perhaps, uh, you know, the most convenient opposition for BJP. I have said this again and I have no hesitation in saying it once more on your show that Rahul Gandhi is the biggest asset of Prime Minister Modi. It is most convenient for the BJP to show a Modi versus Rahul contest because in that case the BJP wins hands down. But the moment you put the BJP in a challenge with a formidable force like the Amadmi Party for example, that is when the real tests uh, of of democracy of politics That's why happens I'm now. You this question. Why I think Mamta I can't can speak, have the same assessment for her party. I, I, K. Chandrasekhar Rao can have the same assessment for his party. Uh, a DMK's M. K. Stalin can have the same assessment. So where do you all get together, or is this a to each its no, no, own of course. assessment? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Look, notwithstanding all the uh, very well-established political leaders that you just named, I can certainly tell you why I think as a member of the Aam Aadmi Party, that Aam Aadmi Party and Arvind Kejriwal has got what it takes to take on the might of the BJP. And I'll give you four or five quick points. Sure. Point number one, Aam Aadmi Party is no more a regional party. It is now a national force to reckon with in every sense of the term. All non-Congress opposition formations, Sanket, are formations, political formations that have an aspect of regionalism in it. For example, the Trinamool Congress, which is very dear to us. Mamtadi is personally very dear to me. But that political party, of course, has an element of regionalism, the, the Bengal Asmita, etc. Let's take the example of, uh, you know, the TRS. That is a party that came at the forefront uh, with the bifurcation of Andhra. So, therefore, there is an element of regionalism there as well. But Aam Aadmi Party is a political party which is now a force at the national level to reckon with, with no... Uh, regionalism elements in it, number one. Number two, Arvind Kejriwal is a pan-India face. And Aam Aadmi Party that finds its birth in a national movement, the Lokpal movement, mm. that had a national footprint which caught the public imagination of the entire country. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, the, 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 the inception point of the Aam Aadmi Party. Mm. Point number three, Aam Aadmi Party, unlike other political parties, Sanket, do not does not have a past baggage, which most political parties, Congress and non-Congress political parties in the opposition have. Point number four, point, point number, I'll come to that. Point number four, Aam Aadmi Party understands and perhaps I would say has perhaps even mastered the new age electioneering that most other political parties apart from the BJP haven't really understood and mastered. Point number five, Aam Aadmi Party gives an alternative model of governance mm. to counter the BJP's model of crony capitalism and divisive politics. And lastly, point number six, point number seven, Arvind Kejriwal provides a model of economic upliftment mm. where 
the cost of living of an ordinary citizen reduces you have more money in your pocket to spend and therefore it leads to economic upliftment the bjp or prime minister modi on the other hand have no model of economic upliftment for the poor or for the people of this country i think these are the four five points that really uh, you know uh, uh, distinguish aam aadmi party from other you political know, my, parties my 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 humble thing raghav of Sanchez. all the things and that you, you know have listed this. out here we have the fire the in our belly you have listed out here raghav the one thing that has caught my fancy is when you say that you have learned the art of fighting and winning elections you modernize the process you understand it well because all the other points that you have mentioned trust me every regional party will say the same uh, or put the same to its credit so i want to know from you what add is one more new... point to that yeah add sanket add one more point to that mm-hmm. which is that we have the fire in our belly and the 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 grit the perseverance and the guts to take on the bjp let's take the recent example i'll give you an example where this this is proving to be counterproductive in the opposition space the aam aadmi party the allegation against your party is that you are not not taking on the bjp you are basically occupying the territory that belong to the congress party i'll give you an example the gandhinagar polls in gandhinagar polls the bjp retained its vote share whereas the congress's vote share you ate into it and thus giving an an advantage to the bjp that's the allegation and the allegation is that Look, you will do the same Sanket, this time around we, to the bjp in uh, in gujarat the same thing basically weaken the congress Look, to benefit for, the bjp how do you respond no 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 uh, okay first of all we are not competing with other opposition parties we are competing with the bjp hmm. and let's let's be very clear about that as far as this you know this misconception that aam aadmi party only eats into the congress's vote share how congress was in government in delhi and now aap runs the government how congress was in power in punjab and now aam aadmi party is running the administration in punjab and therefore aap is eating into congress's vote share this is a misconception hmm. in delhi our first big election that we fought Uh, where we won the uh, you know we, we 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 got a full majority that is the 2015 vidhan sabha elections in delhi we never mm. fought that election against the congress we fought that election against the bjp bjp had 32 mlas aap mm. had 28 mlas in the house our principal challenger in delhi was the bjp mm. in the 2020 delhi elections again we fought the bjp in delhi we never fought the congress congress is a, is an irrelevant inconsequential political force as far as politics of delhi is concerned and therefore i i i make this point that when aap enters a new territory or a new political jurisdiction we eat into the votes of the congress we eat into the votes of the bjp and we eat into the votes of the fencesters so therefore it is absolutely wrong to say that it is aap that is eating into the congress's vote share however having said that i do fundamentally believe that time has come for aap to become the national and the natural replacement of the congress party congress is too old about to retire should retire and it will be in the benefit of india's democracy if But congress is retired congress retires will this the, will this mission which you are on which you have so articulated right now be done by 2024 you see you do not have that national footprint and the congress congress's national footprint has not been erased just yet okay so in a situation like this Look, with you I, with you entering and the congress Uh, trying to revive itself does this then become some sort of an advantage to the bjp and do you ever see yourself 
engaging no. in a sort of an arrangement where you see a larger bouquet of uh, the opposition coming together or is this pretty much your akla cholo fight first <laughs> sanket first of all i pretty sure a similar question was posed to the then opposition when the mighty mrs indira gandhi was uh, you know a powerful prime minister in the 70s and when the atrocities inflicted upon the people of india by the then indira gandhi government came to a point where a people's movement brought people from across the country cutting across political ideologies cutting across caste and religion based identity groups into one formation which defeated uh the then uh, prime minister mrs indira gandhi who was perhaps even more powerful than the current prime minister with with uh, you know a completely compromised judiciary in in a back pocket and yet indira so gandhi came when back you, in when 77. you could have oh that that's a different story that's that's you see that's that the, the, that's the that's point i'm making because of the flaws of the a then meteoric rise and then a meteoric fall on the beginning and the message that i get from the 75 uh, or the well, 77 model that I, you're making Oh, sorry i got the dates wrong she she was approved well, in then, 77 and then well, she then came people, back i all i can say is that all of us have read our history and we'll we won't repeat the mistakes hmm. that were made in the past but I, i must say that if in the 70s uh, uh, you know somebody like a jay prakash narayan can 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 evolve from a non violent grassroots movement against the mighty is congress is that what you are comparing is that sure a parallel a that you are trying of politics can come about is arvind kejriwal the well loknayak jayaprakash of 22 well, <laughs> well i arvind kejriwal is arvind kejriwal <laughs> and i do hope that he has what it takes uh, and he shall uh, be you know uh, the, the 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 will be the principal challenger I, i'll tell you why i asked you this question that is what very i feel recently, that Mr. is Rajnath what i believe Singh has drawn a parallel between mahatma gandhi and narendra modi he says that there is no other in terms of understanding well, the 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 society the people of this country there is no other parallel in indian history modi equals modi well i am very uh, sure that uh, well i am very sure that the honorable defense minister mr rajnath singh won't say the exact same things if you were to speak with him off camera Uh, having said that i think it is unfair to draw a parallel uh, between two politicians or two leaders of this country i think everyone is unique in its own way but the larger point sanket is that a new vocabulary of politics is required and that is why i gave the example of jayaprakash narayan of the 1977 election that a new brand of politics a new vocabulary of politics is required uh, a new idea is required to dislodge uh the so you, you know, don't feel any sort of an alliance but many many opposition 2022. players feel that congress has to be there is you cannot imagine uh an opposition to modi without the congress in it this is the jdu's assessment this seems to be some sort of an assessment of the tmc what is the aam aadmi party's assessment can you imagine a congress mukt opposition well, <laughs> to take on the bjp look i haven't done my mathematics i haven't done a, even a back of the envelope calculation and i've said that coming together of groups is an arithmetic is an arithmetic arrangement however uh, my view on the congress party is very clear that congress party is proving and is going to prove to be an asset to the bjp if whenever you have a congress led uh, front 
that is going to benefit only the BJP, that is going to suit only the BJP. And Mr. Rahul Gandhi is perhaps the biggest and the most valuable, perhaps invaluable asset for Prime Minister Modi. My final question, and this is a question related to this fight that you are having in Delhi. You said that this is a brand new politics which you have introduced. Uh, you know, the, the manner in which elections are fought, which Aam Admi Party has, uh, uh, you know, has cracked the formula. This constant fight that you have in Delhi with the lieutenant governor, uh, very recently you have accused him on charges of corruption. You have seen that he is... Uh, uh, you know, exercising legal co recourse against uh, your uh, your leaders. Is this that brand new fight that you're talking about? Because I remember earlier on, this uh, was well, called Sanchez, shoot and uh, scoot. <clears throat> and, and many people got back to Aam Admi Party saying that whenever you have alleged like this, you've always had to go to court to apologize and say sorry. Uh, first of all, these attacks uh, and the use of state instruments like the CBI, ED or the Office of the Lieutenant Governor to uh, dislodge a democratically functioning government in Delhi is directly proportional to the growing popularity and the, the, the mass base that is coming in favor of Arvind Kejriwal and Aam Admi Party at an India level. These two things are directly proportional. The more Arvind Kejriwal... Uh, uh, popularity rises, the more will be the number of attacks on the Aam Admi Party, its legislatures, its ministers. The idea is very simple. Mm. Aam Admi Party's Kejriwal model of governance is based on two big pillars. One is health, the other is education. They have already put a health minister in jail on some frivolous grounds and they are likely to put a education minister also in jail. The idea is to paralyze the government. And this is not something new. If you were to rewind back to the days of 2015-16, you would find the then Lieutenant Governor, Mr. Najib Jung, also did something similar. S Delhi police filed more than uh, five dozen cases on our MLAs. Income tax raids happened on our MLAs, etc. But in each and every case, Aam Admi Party was acquitted and his leaders were acquitted by court. So sure. therefore, we are used to this. The BJP is going to, uh, you know, up the ante. And we are, we are, we are absolutely cognizant of this. We are okay. waiting for them to up the ante. And we are there to fight them, fight them till our last breath. And as far as this, uh, you know, closing or, or, or amicable settlement of defamation cases is concerned, I've said this again. I will say it once more on your channel uh, that uh, the... In order to save time of a democratically elected government and ministers and chief ministers, it is best that's, that's to close convenient. defamation cases rather that than go to court rather. every now and then. Now that is convenient. That I alleged and then well, I said sorry. You know, at one, and then I I'll tell on. you, at one... No, 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 no. No, absolutely not. At one point in time, uh, you know, the Honorable Chief Minister and people like me had more than 100 cases against, uh, uh, sure. uh, you know, against us. Okay. And we ended up spending all our time in court. So we realized that this, there is no, no point fighting a court battle. It is best right. to go to the people, seek their mandate and do the work that we've been elected okay. to do. Right. Raghav Chadda, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you.